This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup, both Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. It you. was one day I woke up and I get a call. Your sister has leukemia, and I'm like, your 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 whole world, your whole world get um, flips upside down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Coffee Breakup. Please like this video down below, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And ring that notification bell. Yeah. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, TikTok website. Coffeebreakup.com. Everything is there. If you're on the go, Spotify and iTunes. Mm-hmm. But if you can watch, we recommend YouTube is your way to go. Only way to go. So, yeah. Marvin. We got a nice little guest today. Uh, Mariana, what's up? Hey. How what's up, you? girl? What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? All good over here. We're so good. Very preliminary. So I met this girl one day randomly on the beach through one of my <laughs> friends. <laughs> so she follows the podcast and she started reaching out and and we've, you know, we're always looking for good topics to discuss. Mm-hmm. And so you had presented pretty much a heavy hitting kind of lineup of, of topics yeah, you wanted yeah, to talk. Yeah. And I, I send the screenshot, I send it to you. And you're like, damn, I kind of like that. Yeah. And I loved it because there, there are things that, that I think a lot of people need to be kind of understanding and maybe they need to... Uh, acknowledge that they may need to or maybe they had one and they're kind of fighting it who knows but i think if we talk about it i think it's going to be you know exciting to really explore that from what you did you went through with yourself so if anybody else is listening and they're like oh that's what's yeah, happening to me exactly or like i didn't even think about this yeah and then it's like oh, yeah ho- huge change in perspective and you're yeah. like why you know we're so used to and comfortable with our own kind of thought process so the fact that you had something that you're used to one thing roadblock no i wouldn't even see a roadblock it's like this like epiphany almost epiphany and it changes everything yeah so i think that's exciting but for starters please introduce yourself and um a little bit about yourself where you're from where you're born uh school all that good stuff okay so my name is mariana i'm 23 i just turned 23 this month happy happy well this episode is probably gonna be out like in a thousand years but happy belated I'm a Virgo. Have you believe? I was born and raised in Miami. Uh, my family is Colombian. Um, they moved here, you know, because of the Pablo Escobar era. Oh, I was the first one out of my family born here. So I got the, you know. Really? How many? You got a lot of brothers and sisters? Um, I have a sister. One, okay. Yeah. Uh, my oh, so I'm so sorry. So then okay. she's older then, right? 
No, she's younger. She was, but she, you were born here. I was the first one born yeah. here. Oh, the first one. Like I think the, you were the only the one. The first one out of my yeah. whole family. Oh, huge yeah. generational change. I'm first generation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the only one out of my family to receive a bachelor's degree. Um, I went to FIU, majored in criminal justice with a minor in psychology. I'm currently working at a law firm right now as a legal assistant, and okay. I have plans. Actually, I'm currently um, studying for my LSAT because I want to go to law school. Um, and I pretty much want to go into medical malpractice because of, um, you know, something traumatic that happened to me Ooh. and because, um, I kind of take under my boss and that's what he specializes in. And I've kind of gotten like a love for it. It's, I mean, pretty much insane what you see at work and defending these people that, you know, pretty much were wronged by a hospital, by a doctor, all that negligence overlooking something so small that, you know, ends up turning into something so big. Um, but besides career wise, um, I mean, yeah, I'm just born and raised in Miami. I love the beach. I love reading. <laughs> I love roller skating. Uh -huh. Um, I love being with my friends. Um, I guess trying new things. I love eating. I love trying new restaurants, <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. much just taking it day by day. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Um, and so you, you're in school, you, you finished school already, but you want to go to law school. Yeah. Okay. I finished my bachelor's in 2019 and I have plans of hopefully God willing going to law school next year. You have your eye on any schools? Um, I want to stay in Miami. I definitely, um, I have my eye on FIU law just because their, their bar exam, um, passing yeah. rates have been number one in all yeah. of Florida yeah. for the past couple of years. That's true. It's like a great school to go yes. like for law. They've, they've it's just pretty crazy because like you wouldn't really think like FIU is like almost like this little like yeah, niche like of a school a in good, Miami. They have a good reputation, but I mean, they're, they're not like, you know, US. It's not a UM like or a UF. Exactly. Like you know, they're not a private institution. Yeah, but look at those, the, the, the yeah, passing on the, the bar. Yeah. But they've yeah. been number one I know in all of Florida. All of Florida. All the law schools in Florida, they've been number one. It's crazy. I saw that. Yeah. too i saw that that's yeah. awesome but it's been like this for a couple of years now for a yeah, couple yeah, years. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. if i use nasty bro it's yeah no they're good they're like 89 90 every year and bro it's a, young, it's, it's a young school like it's not that that's like what i'm saying around for like dude the, what's crazy things. when 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 i was in college i mean i graduated in 2011 <laughs> no that was like, high school that was high school dude. so 2015 2014 15 oh God, i graduated 2017 Oh my God. Really? <laughs> no, but it was so crazy because back then, dude, there were like no buildings. Like there was maybe, there was a handful of buildings, but you drive by that school now and it's, it's like, super it's like a city. Yeah. It's like a whole different yeah, town. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, pretty big. Yeah. It's yeah. you don't massive, man. I think it used to be like an airport or something like that or like a big, uh, uh, something oh, for, for plane. So because they use, they have like a plane, I think. Yeah. Like I think there, there's like a tower or somewhere. Or yeah. It used like to be, that, it used if to, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I heard the same thing. They, that's why it's massive because there's oh, so much real estate there. It is. So they're like planning, they're always building new stuff because they have the the space for it they do okay anyways okay so, yeah so you want to <laughs> you, you planning on have you ever lived anywhere else other than miami or is this yes, miami kind um, of after middle school i moved to port st Lucie. i mean it's not really anything crazy it's two hours south from miami <laughs> when i first moved there eight years ago oh, south from miami? south is north i mean north, north from miami like south is like uh, keys <laughs> well, i'm going into law um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah um eight years ago when i first moved i said port st Lucie, and everybody would be like where is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never heard of that. Where is that? Whatever. Nobody even knew it was in Florida. <laughs> I say Port St. Lucie now, and they're like, oh, yeah. I love it's that grown place. like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. mellow. The beaches are beautiful. It's kind of, it's like an ideal place to go if you're going to retire. Like, yeah. I, I think it's beautiful. It's super renovated. Yeah. Every time I go visit my parents, because my parents still live there, I always see a new building. Like, completely new real estate, new houses, new apartment buildings, new everything. Yeah. It's they're crazy, constantly. Man 
expanding like crazy. Yeah, I remember, yeah, like a couple of years ago, people would go up there like to, ch- chill, to chill, like to by the beach because yeah. it was like because like this little small little yeah. area. But now apparently it's like yeah, like they don't have any you know like downtown. They don't have any yet, um, high yet. high rise buildings. Yet. you wait for it. Yeah, <laughs> you wait for yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So okay. So so how's you're 23, right? 23. Yeah. So how's life for you now? 23. Are you are you are you seeing anybody or are you are you are you dating anyone or are you single? Uh, <laughs> looks at me like I know she's looking at you like <laughs> what the fuck the is that? The question that I was avoiding. Um, <laughs> so kind of going back into with somebody that I used to have a relationship with. Okay. Kind of feeling things out to see you know where it goes. Hence the whole spiritual awakening in between relationships and the trauma bonds and things like that. So this was a significant uh, person in your life at one point, or how long were you guys together? Uh, like a year and a half. Recently, or was it a couple years um, back? Um, we broke up probably around the beginning of the year, and you know it was you know how it is on and off. You still see each other, you know, there's in cuando, you know, that here and there, baby. back that and forth. Yes, baby. that's that was us toxic. Like you look at under the di- like you you go in the dictionary and look up toxic, and it was me and him. <laughs> so, like, so so if it's like that <laughs> to that point. What makes you think that there's maybe a, a second chance for you to for you to instead okay. of saying hey. so well, but, but before that, hold on. How was the relationship the first time around? Because you were together she's, for a year. She said toxic. No, no, in the in between phase when they were single because they were still kind of entertaining each other. But even oh, like the, that was, their actual relationship was was better than that, or was no? It but when like, it started, it must have been. Well, when it started, it like was when did things start going down? Why did you break up? Why did you continue together okay. in that toxicity? Yeah. <laughs> fucking finish now go ahead anyway um we started dating around two years ago around this time actually um and we just started talking everything was good um he kind of started showing me signs of like insecurity and kind of like being controlling and i was in a relationship before that where i would tell my partner hey i'm gonna go out with my friends and he'd be like okay have fun text me when you're done you know, because he wasn't the type to be outgoing. He didn't really like going out. He really he didn't really like partying. And I liked it. And he was okay with that. So I was used to that trust where I could be, where I could say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whether it was males, females, I don't care. If you're my friend, you're my friend. And he trusted me. And I never felt like I needed to go and be unloyal or disloyal. I mean, um, I never felt like I needed to go and do something behind his back. You know, it was very open. So he did his things with his friends. He had his girlfriends. I had my guy friends, you know, and I was used to that. So when I got into this relationship, which was a year after I broke up with my previous one, I kind of saw that he was showing signs of that. And I was kind of like, "Mm, I don't know how I'm feeling this because I didn't want to be with somebody who felt threatened just because I had guy friends or because I liked going out. And the good thing about him is that he did like going out. You know, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, we met through mutual friends, being out, going on boats, you know, things like that. We were like both in the party scene. Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. It's a Miami love story. Yeah, for real. So when we started dating, he kind of calmed down. And not that I, I mean, I, I also calmed down in a way, but I didn't want to be one of those couples who just stayed at home and watched Netflix every weekend. Obviously, you're not going to be doing the same thing you know, as you were when you were single, but I don't want to be that boring couple that just forgets about their friends, forgets about their whole life, you know, and revolves their whole life around their partner. I've never been that type of person. I'm my own person. You're your own person. If we're going to share this life together, we're going to share our life when it's necessary. 
But as far as my family, as far as my friends, as far as my girls, yeah. like there's times that I need to do things by myself. There's times where you don't need to be present 24-7. You know, we don't have to be up and down, attached to the hip for every single thing. You know, I'm not that type, that type of person. And I feel like he was. So I guess in a way he felt threatened and insecure when he saw me that I was kind of like independent in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? You know, he has friends that that are couples and then they do everything together. They're literally attached to the hip. So I guess, I don't know, maybe his previous relationship, maybe him witnessing his friends do the same thing. Maybe he expected the same thing. And I wasn't like that, you know? Yeah, yeah it kind of sucks because, you know, you, you whatever trauma he had, for him to kind of feel uncomfortable with you. Like he had to have something yeah. that has happened to him or something that he's just not over for him to be so restrictive and to need to be with a partner like 24. I mean, I know that exists. I think that's a very uh, extreme. It's extreme. That attachment styles, it's, it's, it's delicate because you know, you have to draw a fine line of how you kind of want to handle this, the distance between yeah. each other. And then the time you do spend to yeah, keep it I mean, balanced. I know the majority of the time you're going to, you know, spend it with your partner. I mean, not majority, but I would say like a 70%. Like, hey, mm. let's go eat. Hey, let's go to the movies. Hey, let's go to this family. I mean, party. it's convenient <laughs> having that, that it, partner. It, it depends where you are, also where you are in life. You know, like if you're living together, if you have kids together, there's different stages. Like oh, we've yeah. had a couple of them who are married now, have three kids. They do everything together and they love doing that and, and that works for them. Mm. Like I call them, like every time I call, talk to them, they're like together. They're at the gym, <laughs> yeah. uh, at home, but they have a family and, and yeah, for I them, mean, it works for them. Exactly. But also but at the same time like what you're saying is and we've said it before like you are you before you get into a relationship 100%. you know and what i don't like about relationships you know how people say when you get married or when you're in a relationship like you become one that's the i think the stupidest thing yeah. that's the worst thing ever i'm my own person i want you to be your own person exactly so i hate it when they're like oh yeah because marriage like now we're one it's like i don't like now when i think about it because i, I want to be happy with someone but to now sh shift your mindset and say oh now we're one it's like no. But we're not because it, that would imply that without that person, you're not whole. And like one is still a like whole I number. Feel, I want to feel complete without my partner. Mm. I want to feel happy. I want to be at peace. I want to feel like I'm okay with or without this person. Mm. You know, obviously heartbreak exists, and obviously that absence that you're that's gonna hit you like a train in the beginning because you're so used to it. Yeah, you know, like you're comfortable. It's like out of you're accustomed to it. You're accustomed to the presence of somebody being in your life all the time, you know, and the majority of the time. But that's more of their presence. Like as me being me, me being aligned with who I am, me being happy with what I bring to the table, with the person that I am, you know, things like that. Like I know I'm complete with or without that person. Yeah, I, I would want my partner to add to my life, yes. not me rely on my partner to be in yeah. my life and i think like, that i'm already at 100 percent. give me 110 percent. give me 150 i like that alex you, know? you watching this down <laughs> yeah no because a lot of people are like oh like you know it's it's it almost you take you you're diminishing yourself just because by implying that you're not worthy without this person or you're not whole without them exactly when i think true genuine relationships beautiful long-lasting relationships are only that because you you compliment compliment each other you know you don't just uh, you're still your own person and it's so important yeah you know especially at you know maybe even more so for your age because you're like learning everything what you like what you don't like what you do and that requires a certain amount of solitude almost you know no but think about this like imagine if someone asks you what do you bring to the table 
and am, you're like, I am the table. You, like, you <laughs> want to be like, uh, uh, yeah, like I, I can bring this. Like, I am the table. I can do this instead of like, oh, but now we become one, and now we're. It's like, okay, so you're only gonna bring whatever Napkins, I, and I'm bringing the it, whole feast. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you. So you need me to bring what you want to bring to the table. Like, yeah. no, who are you first, and add to my life, and now let's build together rather than rely on someone to help you build. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still rewarding to find that also because if you can find that one person that loves you genuinely and wants to like help you that's one thing but you know i feel like you need to have something to bring to 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 that relationship yeah no it's it, it's important to have that individuality and it's something that you can complement each other and when you say you know like you don't you're not just the same version of this person you know so i think it's important so okay so then but the relationship before that one where you were able to go out and stuff like that mm -hmm. why did that one end okay so I, not to bash him um nothing it was pretty much not a mutual breakup like i did break up with him but he was a type of person who he didn't like going out he didn't like music like he would listen to the radio who listens to the radio okay hold on hold on like he didn't have music that he liked okay so you guys just didn't have you were we, different interests yeah like he liked play like I, we dated when i was 18 until i was 20 mm -hmm. so like two almost two years so I was, I was young, you know, I had just gotten out of high school, so I didn't really know, you know, what a real relationship was. You mm -hmm. know, I had my little relationships here and there throughout high school, but this one was like, I guess like my first real that I felt like I was really in love. We just didn't have a lot in common. Like in the beginning, I felt like we did, you know, we went to middle school together, actually. We would walk home together and we actually like reconciled, like, or like reconnected, I guess, like after a while, um, after a couple of years. And I just felt like when we first started, we were at the same level. And then I kind of started growing and maturing and kind of taking life more seriously. And I just felt like he just stayed here. Mm. You know, he had mommy and daddy money. Um, he was he wasn't conceited or anything. He was very humble, but he just relied on that too much. Like he was just too comfortable to where he was. You know, I was going to graduate like in a year and he and I had already surpassed him. Like he was falling behind, like in school, like he was just comfortable. He was taking two classes. I'm here taking five and he stayed in the same job, you know, doing the same thing. And I'm here trying to grow and trying to benefit myself. And he just stayed in the same spot. And then aside from that, you know, all he wanted to do was play video games with his friends, you know, hmm. go to soccer games. You know, he played soccer. You know, things like that. And I just felt like I kept growing and he just stayed in the same place. And I guess eventually I fell out of love because yeah. it just wasn't fulfilling me in the way that I, I guess, needed, you know? Um, well, you know, especially at that age, what happens is people people grow at different rates. Yeah, and which isn't it, which it, There's it, nothing isn't wrong small. with it. Yeah. yeah, no, 100%. I mean, and then women do tend to grow and mature a little bit faster than mm -hmm. men. It's just the way it is. But, you know, and that's why you, you, know, you date, you get into relationships at 18. I mean... It, it's normal for that to happen yeah. and, and there's nothing really <coughs> wrong with it per se as long as in the long term this guy obviously gets his act together which hopefully he is getting it happens so okay but that, that so that was the first 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 guy yeah and then so you guys split up then he went to the second guy so then this guy he was the complete opposite almost pretty much he always wanted to be like, with you or do what you want i guess like i don't want to say now but when we date when we started dating and i started seeing how he was I think he had what my previous relationship lacked and he lacked what my previous relationship had. It was like a, like a yin yang type of mm, thing. <laughs> you get okay. me? 
Like, I have so much fun with him when we go out. He gets along with everybody. He's very outgoing. And then the other one was the complete opposite. Very shy, very to himself, very like, oh, if it's not my friends, I don't feel comfortable going. Right. I don't mm-hmm. like going out. And then, but then he was great at communicating. We, I could count with my hands how many big, big fights we had. Like, we communicated very well. Like, we had a g- good relationship in that aspect. And then with the other one, like with the most recent one, mm-hmm. it was constantly fighting and then big fights pretty much like every other day. Like, it was, it was, it was bad. But I mean, I had my faults too. Like, I don't want to point fingers or anything right. because, you know, I wasn't in the right headspace. I was, you know, whatever. It's not an excuse, but <laughs> no, it is what it is. Plus, since you're kind of trying to talk to him again, you want to make sure it looks good. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> um, so then after all of that that was going on, what was the, the, the fact, like the actual decision to say, okay, we're ending this? What happened for you to say, hey, we're done? Because uh, think about it. You're now revisiting. It's like the ending of a movie that we talked about with, with Gabby. Yeah. It's like, you know, the movie ends, but the whole thing is good. Maybe we need to rewatch the movie again. Yeah. Maybe we missed something. That's why the ending sucked. Yeah. So what happened that you guys ended the first time? Let's start with that. What happened that you guys ended? Honestly, we ended so many times that I don't even know when the first time was. What do you have now after everything that's happened? During the toxic stage and dating, how what are we thinking? Okay, Why so are we doing this? When we broke up, we didn't speak at all, like not even a single word to each other for like a good month and a half. And then um, I ended up reaching out, um, drunk calling. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guilty. Anyway, um, so that happened. And then i kind of wanted to like speak in person because i never felt like he i never felt like he let me explain myself because i wanted to give him context like i was in the wrong but it wasn't like a romantic or like oh i wanted to get with this guy like it was pretty much like a dare like it was like a, a roulette thing like you and know because he he like serious yeah he, mm-hmm. he didn't really like let me speak like he just took his version and went with it well you also didn't tell him so there was like yeah he gets blindsided exactly no yeah. and i get it but it's like you know after so much time i wanted to still kind of talk about it and kind of whatever so in between that we kind of just we would speak here we would speak there but you know like sometimes he would stay over my house sometimes i would stay over his but it never really went anywhere you know it never really you know went further it just stayed in the same spot so uh, recently, uh, when I went, I went to Bimini for my birthday. My birthday was Labor Day weekend. Mm. It actually landed on Labor Day this year. Cool. So, again, I got very drunk, and he was there. Uh. And we were we were speaking about it actually previously because it was not with his friends directly, but it was like his kind of group of people that he's been with before. So he's like, "Oh, we're gonna run into each other. Don't disrespect me. I'm not gonna disrespect you, but you'll be with your people, and I'll be with mine." And I was like, "Okay, fine. That's fine." And then on the boat, got very drunk. And then one le- one thing led to another, and I pretty much spent the whole weekend with him. Okay. And then when we got back, we kind of had the talk of, okay, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to give false expectations, false hope. What is going to happen? Because we can't keep being in the same cycle of going back and forth of we see each other one day and we don't speak for a week <laughs> and then again and then here and then there. And... Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened, but I guess my feelings came rushing back from one moment to another. And I guess his did too. And I guess we're in the trial and error period, but it's going it's been going pretty well, I would say. Like it hasn't been like how it was before. Cause the time that we took apart from each other, like I know for sure 
I grew a lot. I got new perspectives. I kind of, you know, like realigned my life completely. Like, I mean, we can get into that, like, you know, in the other conversation. Yeah, but too. Um, so you're saying it's not the same. And, and, and no, it's good. At so all. it's good, positive. Did, that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the good, yeah. So, you know, people break up and they get together. It's not supposed to be the same. Otherwise, why, you know, get back? <laughs> yeah, you're, he, he, we made it very clear to each other. If we get back and if we're going to give this, you know, a second try, it's because it's not going to be the same. It's because it's not going to be the same route, the same cycle, the same routine as it was before. Because we both had faults mm. and because of both of us, that's why the relationship went wrong. So at least on my part, I know what I need to fix. I know what bothers him and what doesn't bother him and then he knows what bothers me and what doesn't bother me and what he needs to fix you know like we had a lot of issues because of his anger issues because he is a reactive person i'm more of a type of person where if we have an issue i'm gonna be like hey babe let's talk about it Uh, this bothered me i didn't like the way that you reacted i didn't like the way that you handled this situation i didn't like what you did how can we fix this how can we come to an agreement how can we prevent this from happening again in the future he was a type of person that there was no sitting down then there it was what the fuck? Why would you do that? Oh, you're so stupid. Whatever. Like he was very deme- like degrading. Mm. Like he made those type of comments and I'm not like that. I'm a very mellow person. You could do me the the like the most like the the ugliest way ever. And the way I'm going to react is okay, let's talk about it. I'm not going to be angry. Like I I'm going to be angry, but I'm not going to show it in a way of of you know, like in an angry, aggressive way. Like I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to insult you. I'm not that type of person. So lately, what I've been seeing is that we're able to sit down and actually talk about things, you know? Like I could tell that sometimes that side of him wants to come out, but then he like kind of is like, let me just, let me just chill. And then we're able to talk things through and come to an agreement. And then, you know, like the communication has improved a lot like complete opposite from what i had what i experienced the first time what did you, if you say he was degrading or, or whatever speaking to you in that way what made you say hey let me stick through this hey let me hold on hey let me so i mean this. if we if we can get into the trauma bond okay okay let's get into trauma bonds okay so um i'm very vocal about this so uh my sister passed away last year in may 2020 um okay she had cancer she was diagnosed in january 2019 she was cancer free by april 2019 the doctors recommended her doing what is called a bone marrow transplant to prevent the leukemia from coming back because once it comes back it's usually more aggressive and harder to treat so when that happened she did the bone marrow transplant and I came to recently find out a few months ago that it was because of medical malpractice because she didn't die from the cancer. She mm-hmm. died from the mismanagement of yeah, the bone marrow transplant. You know, you have a, a certain protocol that you have to follow, certain medications that you have to be on, and, you know, the amount <laughs> of medication. How do you say that? Like the dosage? The dosage of medication that she had to be on. And all of that was mismanaged. Jeez. So. It's normal for your body to reject something foreign to your body when it's not yours, which is why the medications come in come into place to manage that, you know, to kind of calm it down. Oh, if, if I'm breaking out in a rash, if I'm doing this, if my body's doing, if, you know, if my body's reacting because it's rejecting it, that's normal. So that's when the whole medications come into play. They completely mismanaged that. They completely overlooked, 
you know, the complaints. Oh no, this is normal. Oh no, come back later if it gets worse. Oh no, that's part of part of the 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 transplant and what it comes with it. Everything was kind of dismissed. And you know, fast forward, her lungs started getting sick. She got something that was called GV GVHD. Um I don't know what it stands for. But what know. what is it? It's like a like a lung disease type of thing. So it started attacking her lungs. So she started um she started needing oxygen. So it first started with like the little two like little mm -hmm. oxygen. Graft versus host disease. Graft versus host disease, yes. It's a syndrome characterized by inflammation in different organs. Yeah. So it, that she got that in her lungs. Jesus. Okay. So that's pretty much what happened. And then she started needing oxygen. Um and then this was in the middle of the pandemic. So her she's immunocompromised. Oh so if she gets God. sick, Freaky. she could literally die. Like even with a common cold, she right. could literally die. So I and especially when 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 COVID came out, I had to stay home. I couldn't be in contact with anybody. I was super strict with that. So around the beginning of March, she was admitted into the hospital. She started needing oxygen. So they were talking about, oh, maybe we can send her home with an oxygen tank if she gets better. She started getting a little bit better, but then she got worse. <coughs> and then from that she's ended up needing the mask that like covers like your nose and your mouth from that the mask that, the, it's like a bipap mask i think it's called that covers your whole face and she was already Gosh. like like out of it kind of yeah like she couldn't she couldn't really speak you know she was complaining and then the last resort which is the which is what the doctors didn't want to resort to was being intubated because it's really hard to come back from that mm -hmm. so i remember speaking to her and like saying bye to her um because they were gonna she was gonna be heavily sedated like she wasn't gonna be conscious and i said bye to her and that was the last time i ever spoke to her and then two and a half weeks later she passed away she didn't make it yeah like her 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 lungs got too sick um and it's just something that she couldn't bounce back from and then her other organs started failing like her liver her kidneys and her and eventually like Damn. her heart stopped beating i mean she Damn. she she defeated a lot of odds because the doctors throughout those last two and a half weeks that she was intubated would tell my mom she only has a day or two days left and her levels would drop and then the next day when i would come back i was at the hospital every day the next day when i would come back to the hospital her levels were up again and she was doing better and they'd be like oh my god like we didn't think that this was possible and then towards the end which was really when things kind of got messed up is she had two strokes in her brain and they were like even if she does wake up and come back from this like she's gonna be like pretty much disabled yeah and i know my sister and she's a type of person that you know she loved the beach probably more than i did she's always said oh i'm a, I'm a miami girl i'm this i'm that i love partying you know like my sister was sneaking out smoking at 13 like she was and i would get mad i was like yeah, i'm rowdy yeah, like she she was very adelantada. You know, she was already drinking and smoking the little sticks. And obviously, as a big sister, I was getting mad. And then now seeing what happened, it's like it's like if she subconsciously knew that her time here on Earth was short, that she was just trying to get through all the little experiences as a teenager, like out, you know, it's like, what am I going to get mad, mad at now? Like now I understand why she started so young at the time. Obviously, none of us knew, but it's like subconsciously, it's like. I, it's like she knew, you yeah, know, that she, that she was going to be short-lived. And yeah, crazy. so, I mean, yeah, that happened in May 2020. Um, we She always, again, loved the ocean, loved the beach. So we threw her ashes in the water, in the ocean, in front of the lighthouse at Key Biscayne. Mm. So we kind of go to the lighthouse and, 
you know, in memory of her. Um, cause since we threw it, we were on the boat and on her birthday, it landed on a Saturday. So we got all of my family and her closest friends to come out and we dropped the, the ashes in the water. So I feel like now she's able, you know, like, yeah. you know, the ocean, 70% sure. of the earth. I feel like she's just going throughout the world and she's just connected with everything. Uh, it's, that's probably why you like going to the beach so much. Yeah. It's, like I actually, it's like you see her. I actually feel, I actually, that's one of the reasons why I love going to the beach so much because I feel connected to her. Like, you know, like, I always think like we dropped her in the water. Like this is how I feel reconnected to her. This is where I feel like I'm in tune with her. Like I can speak to her. Like whenever I, I feel like I need advice, whenever I feel like I have an issue going on in my life, something that I would go to her that I would like to speak to her about. Like I just go to the beach and I just sit in the water and I just think of her. Wow. Um, Holy. A, yeah. That's a lot. Um, obviously, you know, I'm incredibly sorry for, for your loss. It's hard. It Especially is. Especially, you know, that at such a young age, you know, like, we, you know. Yeah, I mean, she was 16, she, 17, I'm sorry. You, you haven't even started living I'm yet. I'm sorry, 16. When she passed away, she was 16. She would be 17 right now. See, you yeah. know, like, so much life ahead. And, you know, obviously, that must have been so incredibly difficult for you and your family and everybody involved. Oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, hit, it hits me every day like a ton of bricks. But definitely my mom is the one that, that of course. definitely. So two kids so now, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I never replaced my mom. I mean, I, I never replaced my sister, but at least she has somebody to lean on because mm. my my sister's dad, because we didn't share the same father, mm. he doesn't have any other children. So it's like, who do you have to lean on, you know? And he doesn't have a, a good support system, you know, with his family, you know? His mom has Alzheimer's. His <sighs> his sisters, you know, live, don't, like, don't live in the area or aren't really, like, in his life, like... They were present when she passed away, but they're not really there for him. So it's like, who does he really have, you know? Dude, I remember there was this one guy when I used to work at my old bank, and he told me the same thing. He's like, everybody has the same amount of time in their life. You have the start date, you have your end date, and you have a dash. That dash in the middle is the time that you put in to do whatever it is that you want to accomplish. If you got to go at a faster pace because that's what your dash wants you to do, you do everything you can. It's what you do in between the end, the start date and the end date that pretty much like describes and, and pretty much puts like that stamp of who you are and what you're, what you do in your life. So when he told me, and I'm like, damn, it's true because some people, they have, you know, a hundred years to live. Other people yeah. only have 10, but it's like, what did you do with that? Those 10 years, those 10 years you know yeah. what I mean? You can do so much and accomplish so much in 10 years that the, someone in a hundred years wouldn't do because yeah. they chose not to do it. And like, not because she's my sister, but like, I don't I don't like to say was because I like to I like to keep her like alive. Sure. So I say is um, like she is such she is a type of person when she was here that she would attract people who needed help. Like. When she got sick and right before she got sick, she had three friends and two girls and one guy that I will that I still talk to to this day and that I will always remember because of their situations, you know. One, um, her dad was like schizophrenic. Her dad was like always on drugs and out of in and out of jail. So her, um, let's call her Abby. Sure. I don't want to say her name. Sure. sure. Um, so then Abby would, you know, turn into drugs. And mind you, they were friends when she was like 15, 16. And they were, she was already doing drugs. Like, I'm not even talking about weed. I'm talking about drugs. Yeah, hard drugs. You know, she, she was in a very dark place. And she feels like my sister saved her, you know. But like things like that. Like she she attracted people like that. I, when she moved here to Miami, she made another friend. Let's call her Jennifer. 
So um, Jennifer, her mom was always working full time, working at bars. She has two little siblings and the mom was pretty much like, this is your responsibility. I, I, even though you're not a mom, even though you're just a regular 16, 17 year old girl who wants to go out and have fun with her friends, you're going to be a mom right now. You're going to take care of the kids when I'm at work. So she was very deprived of, you know, her youth. adolescence, her youth. And she always, you know, she was going through a lot at the time and she would cry and she would come to my house and she would cry to my sister. And she was very at a very low point in her life. And my mom literally wanted to take her in. And she's like, if I could, I would take you in. And she would literally come to our house like as a scapegoat kind of thing. And she was like, I never felt so comfortable, you know, opening up and being somewhere like as when I was with your sister. Another guy that she was friends with, um, my mom was speaking to him recently and he was like, oh, he's in high school. And he's like, yeah, I'm working two jobs. I'm doing this. I'm trying to save up for a car. And my mom was like, why are you working two jobs? Like, you're supposed to be focusing on school and getting into college. Like, why isn't your dad helping? Oh, he kicks me out of the house sometimes. Like, I have to kind of like fiend for myself. And my mom was like, what the hell? So my sister was like literally the safe haven for these people. Like she was there for people like this. And I'm sure there was many more because I've seen posts of like, oh, and whenever I was down, like I would go to her whenever I was going through something like she would always give me the best advice. Every time I would call, she would answer like she was that person. Like she I remember when I was young, it's a stupid example, but like not that I'm selfish, but I would never have her in mind as in like oh i'm getting food let me get something for her like i would just get food for myself i would never be like hey you want anything like you know i was selfish in that aspect with her and then you know when her and my mom were alone my mom would be like you know she we were buying clothes and she asked like oh why don't we get mariana something why don't we take her some food like we're eating some right now i wasn't i wasn't even with them i would be home i would be home or at school and she would be like oh let's get mariana something let's do let's do this for Mariana or whatever this for Mariana. She was, she wouldn't, obviously she never worked. She was young, but any money that she would collect, you know, through birthdays, through Christmases, like she'd be like, Oh, I'll treat you. I'll treat you. I'll treat you. And I'm the working one. And she'll be like, no, I'll treat you. I'll, it's okay. I'll pay for it. And it was like things like that, that she just, she touched like so many yeah. lives in the short time that she was here. Like she had like a gift, I would say. Maybe she was like an angel or something, you know. I, that's what I. Consider. One of my one of, actually one of my coworkers, she was talking to, she was telling us a story about her son, and like there was like this. Uh, I don't want to say you're like one of Santera, like those people who can like see mm. like, angels yeah. and speak to angels. Yeah, or whatever. Like, one of those. Like, I don't know if I believe them, but whatever. She goes <laughs> like a medium, I guess. And she pointed at her youngest son, and she's like, "Who is that?" She's like, "Oh, that's my son." Whatever. He's like. That kid has something. There's something there that he has. Wow. He's just like she was reading it, and then we, and then after all the stories that like she said about her kids and stuff like that, like we started to make sense. Like maybe he he has something, yeah. you know, like some energy that we can't see, but someone that has those like superpowers or whatever can be like, I'm getting this energy that yeah. I'm, I'm feeding from. No, them, like I, something is. There. I definitely be. believe in energies, um, and I feel like I've gotten signs from my sister. Um, on my birthday, I was getting home and I asked her, I was getting back from Bimini and mentally I always ask her for a sign and it was my birthday. So I'm like, I want a sign from you. So I was getting home. I was at my grandparents' house with my family and it was like 10 30 PM. Um, and I'm going up the stairs and butterflies remind me of my sister. I have two butterflies tatted behind my ear and they're very symbolic to me. And when she passed away, like for like, 
two, three weeks, every day I would look out the window, I would see a butterfly. Every single day. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, I understand for you. So, um, butterflies and just in general. Every time I see a butterfly, I'm like, oh my God, a butterfly. Like, I'm fascinated by them. I went um, to New York earlier this year and I was seeing uh, like, a, like a butterfly. Uh, I don't know. It was like a piece of art. And the the person who was working at the exhibit was like, oh, it's such a shame that butterflies are so beautiful and their average lifespan is only two weeks. And I didn't know that. And it just meant so much more to me because butterflies for me resemble my sister. And the fact that they have a short span of two weeks is like a short, it's like the lifespan that she had. So that's why it meant even more to me. I was like, wow. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, I've never even knew that. So it brings me back to my birthday. It's 1030 at night and I'm going up the stairs and I just look to the side, like to by the trees, and I see a yellow butterfly, like a fluorescent yellow butterfly. And I go to my best friend because she's my roommate, and I'm like, oh my god, a yellow butterfly. And then I get, I go inside my house, and I'm like, I've never seen a butterfly at night. And then I Google it, and they're not nocturnal at all. Right, and it's 10:30 p.m. It's not even like the sun is setting or like the sun just set. It's 10:30 p.m. and I see a butterfly, and they're like, oh no, they're not nocturnal at all like they they already go into hiding before the sun sets i was like okay i was like thank you Ethan. what up sis yeah. yeah um i remember another time though when she, her her first month anniversary of after when she passed away i got off at cvs and i wanted to get a candle for her so i'm looking for the candles and you know how like in the aisles like they have like little stands of random things that they're trying to promote so when my sister lost her hair and it was growing back you know how kiwis are kind of like like fuzzy okay yes. so her nickname and her her name on my phone to this day is kiwi like i would always call her kiwi because you know she was bald yeah but, but the her, fuzz yeah was she was out. like the fuzz was coming out so i'm looking for the candles i go all the way down to the, to where the candles were right next to the candle like literally like right next to the candle kiwis. it wasn't kiwis it was a brand called kiwi right next to the candles that i was getting i didn't go in for anything else I just got the candles. That's the only purpose of why I even went into CVS. And when I look, it's like a, a like a brand that was like, I think it was like rat poison. It was super random. I'm like, why would you name this Kiwi? kiwi. Yeah. But it said Kiwi. And I was like, okay, that's the sign. I'm like, I'm going to take that as a sign. You know, it's your it's your first your first month. And yeah, that yeah. was like a little, oh, hey. Um, so it's I've had many more, but those are just, you know, little signs that I just believe that it's her. That, you know, like since she can't, Stand in front of me and talk to me. It's like, hey, I'm here. Hey, you, you kind of summoned me. Like you, you, you wanted a sign. Here it is. So it's little things that's like that's too much of a coincidence, at least for me. Dude, I think of that. I think our whole lives are scripted, and I can go on like an hour tangent of how I think that we're part of a simulation. 